Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. Build a coliseum. The, the these six blocks downtown, we're going to tear down all the strip clubs and just put in a giant coliseum <laughs> where we'll take all the riffraff and people in jail, empty all of our prisons, and just have them fight for entertainment. People will come from miles around to enjoy the purview of our city. I will roll off an iron fist. Release the vicious man-eating lion. Ah, Trying to open my airways so I can pronounce adequately. Welcome, everybody. This is Cynic Empowerment. I am Jimmy Horn. And I am Tim Carpenter. Welcome, everyone, tonight. Oh, we, we've got some stories for you. And in typical cynic empowerment fashion, we're going to deliver some of these saddest stories known to modern man. But we won't leave you hanging. We're going to give you a little bit of a silver lining so that you can leave our podcast feeling empowered in a cynical fashion. <laughs> exactly. It's, yes. There's a little bit of a duality there. We want you to feel really sad, but somewhat okay from how sad you feel. Yeah, yeah. It's like that foot in the door technique. You know, it's like you bring them down and you give them a compliment. And then they're like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. That's Am I really that like, no, great? No, that's like the art of the, oh, my God, like the fucking incels that are like trying to date women that they see as out of their league and they watch these videos on YouTube that, like, convince them that they don't have to have a good personality. They just have to insult women and just use these stupid con artist techniques of complimenting them that in order to make them have sex with them. Wait, that's not... <clears throat> that's not how you get women to have sex with you? No, no, Tim. That, that's, that's the exact opposite. You just gotta, like, tell them the ugly and stuff. Right? No, no, you, you're not. You're not supposed to tell them they're ugly and then hey. give them random bullshit compliments. That's that's exactly what you're not supposed to do. You, you're you're ugly and they're like, oh my gosh, it is, no, this guy's so hot. I'm gonna go home with him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Isn't that how that works? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, that's it. Yeah, man, those incels really know how to how to work a woman up. Yeah, man, yeah, they're. Hey. They know how to butter that bread. Yeah, it must be all that not sex they're having. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty sad and unfortunate that we live in such times that that's a, a thing. Amazing but it's times. you know what else? It's sad times. A, a sign that it's sad times that we live in. Uh, I trying to fill potholes unlike Domino's does it. <laughs> yeah. We're at it again, boys! Fucking potholes! Potholes and plot holes delivered not by dominoes! You guys didn't think we could talk about potholes <laughs> three different times within two months, but we can. We'll fucking Just do it because back. potholes are fucking awesome. You know, I had this professor in college, and they always said, whenever you tell a story... You want to make sure you have a pothole, not a puddle, because potholes kill teenagers. <laughs> what? The, what? Wait, wait. That didn't make any fucking sense. What did your professor tell you? That doesn't okay, even so make sense. In all seriousness, this professor, 
he would always tell me that I needed to have uh, a a story or a concept that was built on uh, a uh, this this motif of a pothole and not a puddle, as in like uh, narrow and deep versus wide and uh, and vague, right? But what that professor failed to mention is that potholes kill people. I, what I, okay, what did this teach? What did this professor teach? Because I feel like that's a really shitty fucking metaphor. Yes, guess what they taught. What? Hey, let your stereotypical prejudices bleed into our podcast, Jimmy. What? I'm trying to think. What do you guess they taught? Was it theater arts? Oh, that's a pretty damn good guess, but you are incorrect. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. One, 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 one last check, just okay, because okay, that's okay. what we both majored in. You get, so you get one more shot. Um, sociology. <laughs> because you know that was the other thing I majored. Wrong <laughs> yeah. again. You're fucking yeah. wrong. Damn, I fucking suck. At least that oh, means I know what you majored in. That was international studies in law. Jesus Christ. Well, I guess that explains why his fucking metaphors suck, though. He wasn't hey. exactly the most. Uh, Flowery, flowery language type. No, fuck it. I love that guy. Daniel Hook, if you're listening to this podcast, you're my favorite professor. <laughs> okay. I hope he listens so much. <laughs> okay. I want to appease him. <laughs> Look at me. Embrace Look at me. me. <laughs> Look at what I'm doing in my life. I'm making a fucking podcast. I'm making a fucking podcast for free. <laughs> Do you respect me now? I made a C-plus in your class, but come on, man. We're, I'm hey. cool, right? A C-plus is better than dying from swerving it out of a pothole. I, I can't argue that one. And I'd really like to not do that. Yeah. As I'm sure that this poor father would have hoped that his son also did not do. Yeah. So in this story, it's set in India. There was an individual named Prakash Bill Hoare. I'm probably destroying that, but for the sake of the story. Prakash Bill Hoare? Yeah, I'm talking about Prakash Bill Hoare. <laughs> And this individual was uh, only 16 years old when he died uh, in July 2015 in Mumbai due to uh, hitting a pothole and then wrecking in traffic, which caused him to die. Okay, so that must have been one hell of a pothole. Like, the deepest and most deliberately uh, malicious pothole that anyone could ever imagine it's like when's the last time you hit a pothole and it caused you to swerve it's been a while yeah no uh yeah maybe they're going really fast i don't know but if you look at the picture that they have of mumbai mumbai they have a lot of uh cars that only have three wheels i don't know why that's a thing but maybe if your car is like one of these little tiny cars they have pictured here and it only has three wheels, maybe it's much more likely for you as a person driving to not have the same sustainability as a car with, you know, four wheels. So, okay, so his father, he is going to smooth out the road surfaces. He's been filling potholes since his son died. But what if... He chose to take his energies instead of filling potholes, and he's just like retroactively fitting cars with a fourth wheel (laughs) 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 in order to make them less likely to swerve out of a goddamn pothole. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. It's <laughs> the best way to do it. Like it's 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 a ritual at this point, right? Right. You, you've decided to dedicate yourself to years of labor that are going to constantly remind you of your child's untimely death at the hands of a rotting infrastructure. Yeah, it seems like one of the most depressing and depraved ways to spend your life, just knowing that, like, just just filling the pothole and being like, God damn it, if, I, if someone else had fucking filled that goddamn fucking pothole, whether it be another individual or my government, then maybe my son would still be here right now. But regardless of that, I'm out here filling this fucking pothole, being reminded of my son's death every time I fill one of these motherfuckers. Yeah, pretty much. I also don't want anyone else to lose a loved one like we have, Bill Hor says at a modest apartment he shares with his wife, daughter, and extended family. Yeah, because at this point, this guy's already filled 585 potholes. So Duh. 585 times he's had to relive his son's death in order to try to, I don't know, prevent future people from dying because once again municipalities across the globe united states and otherwise this case india aren't able to uh, address their uh, their infrastructure issues and, and uh, yeah you could blame so much here i don't think it's infrastructure like if it was just purely infrastructure get dominoes on the phone get them <laughs> to fill a couple <laughs> of these <laughs> bottles you know and be like hey Dominoes and like, yeah, you want to order pizzas? Like, no, we want you to fix our infrastructure. Like, we'll do it. Uh, anything to sell our cardboard flavored pizzas, we'll do it for you. Uh, in this particular instance, it seems like there were some additional factors at play. In particular, the fact that Prakash was not wearing a helmet. Hmm. Yeah, wasn't wearing a helmet. His cousin, who was wearing a helmet. Walked away with minor injuries, but Prakash, of course, suffered fatal brain damage. Oh, they were uh, on a motorcycle? It seems that way. Oh, yep. I didn't know that. Yep, 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 yep. <sighs> Have you ever watched videos of, uh, like, of, like, a, at a stoplight in India, the way traffic moves over there? It's just, like, forced. Like, you're just trying to, like, yeah. Jam your way past. Like, you're, like, taking it's, your dick and slamming it into a brick wall. It's fucking insane. It's just like watching waves on the ocean, but re yeah. just replaced with people and cars moving through traffic. I Honestly, yeah. I... Yeah. It's, it's gross. It's totally gross. They, they ought not do it that way, but... Eh, you know... <laughs> When you don't have any other type of organization or, or you have so many people that are congested in an exactly. area, like I, it's, uh, already, it's a moot point, right? You're just going to just do it. You know, like people got to move. Exactly. Gotta move. You got to go places. I uh, I visited Haiti um, a couple years ago now. And when I went over there, you the only airport they really have is Port-au-Prince, which is their capital. It's its most populated city. It was originally designed for no more than like a 250,000 people, but now over 3 million people live there. So it's just grossly over congested and ridiculous. And, 
my buddy that I was going to visit, he had a he paid a driver basically to drive to the city because it's a heart wrenching, just awful, horrible experience. Just imagine New York City, but without traffic laws, right? Just no stoplights, no one paying attention to anything. And one of the cultural things there that blew my mind is that people just lay on the horn non fucking stop. I'm not talking about like New York City person in a taxi getting pissed off, just honking as like a form of communications like, hey, I'm fucking coming through this intersection. I hope nobody slams into me. This is my way of communicating that to the world. It's it's not a it's not a uh a form of attacking someone in traffic like like it would be in a less congested area. Instead it is almost a um it is the bright peacocking feathers exactly everyone to the fact that you exist exactly <laughs> in, in hopes that you don't get slammed into it really is it's really yeah. just that just like here i am like we were it's a couple times we were in back roads like like cars would honk but as if they're passing around us to let you know like hey i'm passing around you I was like huh this is so bizarre coming from my american background of honkings like reserved solely for i fucking yeah. hate you and i want to murder your entire family <laughs> Or I'm about to get into a life-altering accident. Like, I need to lay on my horn because I'm about to die. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, there, yeah, there are a select few instances that you do that in rural areas or even, like, smaller uh, cities. Uh, and as soon as you, like, upgrade to, like, metropolitan areas, of course, you need to be able to communicate. And, right. and then... And then you get to Mumbai, where you're just like fucking. I, I, I need to let people know not to knock me into that pothole that's a hundred feet deep because I'm never crawling out of that fucker. Exactly. <laughs> uh, there is a fascinating website, MumbaiPotholes.com. <laughs> that's the sexiest website name I've ever heard. <laughs> you can go to you can go to this website and it will calculate. Uh, the number of potholes in Mumbai based on satellite imagery of the area. Jesus. Absolutely fascinating. Looks like when I go to the website, I get an astonishing 27,412, which takes the cake and makes it a Guinness Book of World Records winner. Wait, really? Yeah. Wait, is that true? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Potholes are so common that a campaign is underway to have Mumbai featured in Guinness World Records as the city (laughs) with the most potholes. (laughs) What we should do is we should get one of those Guinness World World Records and Uh uh, send it to (laughs) Dada Roa Billhor. Be like, here, you see? You see? (laughs) There's a world record for the number of potholes in the city of which your son died from a pothole. Get it? I got you this gift because it reminded me of you. (laughs) Dedicate your energy towards encouraging people to wear goddamn helmets. Do that instead. And uh, leave the potholes and just don't ride motorcycles because everybody knows motorcycles dangerous. Yeah, that's true. It's true. But then we got to think of like the extra layers of like cars or exponentially more expensive than motorcycles so a lot of the times in third world countries and in india people if they want to get from point a to point b in a reasonable amount of time for a reasonable cost they have to resort to using motorcycles so if it was the united states it might be like 
why the fuck were you riding a motorcycle? But in India, I'm just like, oh, man, that fucking sucks. You probably had to use a motorcycle. Yeah, motorcycles, man, you can, like, zoom in and out of traffic. I mean, you're really being risky. You're the glass cannon in traffic. The glass but, cannon of but traffic. damn, are you good. Like, you are zooming <laughs> in and out on the margins, <laughs> in the imaginary islands. You know, it's great. A speed it, wizard, like, if you will. A what? A speed wizard, if you speed. will. Since, since yes. wizards are the glass cannons of Dungeons and Dragons, That's right. motorcycles are the speed wizards of the road. That was the reference for all you non-RPG assholes out there. there were, okay, so, like, stupidest guy I've ever seen in my life, also one of the coolest moments of my life. I was in San Diego, and there was this dude on a crotch rocket, right? Yep. And uh, he, like, zoomed past me, and... Uh, uh, in front of me, but in the left lane, I was in the right-hand lane, there was a semi-truck. And this dude on the fucking crotch rocket, as he zoomed around me, he, like, ran his hand across the edge of the semi-truck as if it was, like, a fucking whale, right? Just oh like, imagine, like, imagine a diver, right, in the ocean, just swimming next to some giant majestic beast, <laughs> like 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 a sperm well. That was basically him on the crotch rocket, right? And, and so he did that, and he like went past it. And once he was like in front, past the semi truck, and he had done his amazing feat, he turned <laughs> around and did like a peace sign right at me, like, "Yeah, man, I just did that just for you." And then sped Ooh. off into the distance. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Like, that just happened. You should have just, like, run up to him, like, just, like, uh, backed up to him and just, like, bumped him. You know, just a little bit. And be like, ah, yeah, your motorcycle's real cool now, bud. But he was in front of me. I couldn't do it. Hey, watch out for that pothole. Oh, my God. But it was just so crazy. Like, it was obviously, like, a really stupid thing to do. But just to witness it and, like, me be the only person that it was for. Like, I was the only person that saw it. I was the only person... Yeah. Within viewing distance, was like, that was fucking insane. Thank you, I guess. He was hitting on you. Maybe. Yeah, he was like, I want to I wanna bed that guy, you know? Oh, like, my God. What, what car do you drive? What kind of car do you drive? Well, at, at the time? Yeah. Oh, my God. That was back when I was driving a 19, no, it was a 2001 Toyota Corolla. It was maroon uh, red. Corolla. Yeah, man. Yeah. I bet that guy was like, I fucking love Corollas. Those vehicles are so goddamn reliable. I bet whoever's driving that thing, I want to fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to show them just how cool I am. When I run up on this semi, I'm going to touch it like it's, like it's a whale that's pregnant with a little baby calf. Yeah. Yeah, I'm mean, gonna touch it, and the, and then it's gonna make a ooh, ooh, <laughs> noise, and uh, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna look back at him, and I'm gonna be like, "This is the worst symbol I can show you right now, but it's the only one to communicate non-aggression." So, <laughs> peace. peace. <laughs> it's sad but true. He so could have flipped him. you off. He could have gave you a pinky, which. I don't know. Might have been kinky. I don't know what he's gonna do with that pinky, but you know, he's like, "Hey, I'm fancy," you know. How like are we going to say peace to our first story and give it a silver lining about this individual? I tell you what. Uh, well, this guy has has fixed 585 
of the 27,415 potholes, which leaves 26,830. <sighs> That's a decent percentage. I mean... It's, it's decent for one person. I mean, if you consider the population of Mumbai, like, if everyone was doing what he was doing, they could probably get them fixed in a month. Yeah. Right? I, that's true. I, I think this goes to show just how much of a difference that you can make independently. Granted, he'd probably be more effective within a group or a community of people that were like-minded, but... It's more of a ritual than anything else. This guy is doing what he can in order to persist the memory of his son who was taken from him too early. So I don't know. Like there's a there's a myriad of ways in which you can grieve. And I think in this particular instance, him doing something positive for his community is one of the best ways that you could possibly show your loved one that you cared about him. You know, if you believe in that sort of thing, whatever. Yeah, no, I think that's, uh, you said that really well. Yeah, I mean, he obviously cared a lot about them. He's filled a lot of potholes up to date, which is probably, if not saved yeah, lives, dude. saved people's uh, cars. Apparently, uh, potholes were responsible the for the deaths some of some 3,597 um, people in India last year, which yeah. is an average of 10 per day. So... He's, he's making a difference. He's making a difference. Jesus. Yeah, he's killing Oh, my God. He's, he's... Oh, God. Jesus, Tim, really? <laughs> what? Of all the words you had to choose, hey, killing it? Are you fucking with me? <laughs> God damn it. A slip of the tongue. What the fuck? <laughs> you know who else is killing it? <laughs> China. In terms of detainees and their uh, prison system. Yeah. It's pretty bad. It's kind of like a human rights violation, maybe. Are they they really fucking killing them, though? Or are they just, like, you know, sitting them in an ice bath and chopping their kidneys out? Uh, It depends on which organs they're harvesting. Yeah, I guess if they need, like, a brain. Can they do brain transplants yet? I don't don't think we're at brain transplants (laughs) yet. But, you know, heart, lungs. Yeah. Both kidneys, the entire liver. Can you donate a lung? I don't see why well, not. I mean, you got you, not? you got two. Well, well, can you donate a single yeah. lung? I think if you're running around solo lung, uh, you're you'd be very restricted in what you could and could not do. I've never heard of anyone ever personally donating a single. Yeah, lung. that's a big commitment. Yeah, I don't think that's a thing. Uh, so I mean, if you're gonna harvest organs from a particular group, you might as well make sure that they're pacifist as fuck. Because you don't want them coming back and be like, hey, you stole my kidney, man. You, you want them to be like, you know what? <laughs> Everything's gonna be fine. And if that kidney goes on and helps someone, I'm totally okay with that. Oh my god. You know? That's the best, that's <laughs> the best thing. You know, it doesn't matter if somebody's making money off of that. You know, that's not important. It doesn't matter if I, <laughs> if I was wrongly in prison. You know, that cause, cause, uh, Cause life's good, man. Oh you know, like I'm okay God. with myself. If I'm okay with myself, I'm okay oh with God. you. Oh okay. <laughs> You're fucking killing. It's me right fucking now. okay. I'm killing you like the Falun Gongs. Yeah, you're killing me like the Falun Gong people. <laughs> yeah. in China. Killing Jesus them like Christ. the Falun Gong. Yeah, 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 yeah. So oh. the Falun Gong is a. Uh, 
it's a, a, a Buddhist sect. Is that correct? I honestly don't know. So my experience of Falun Gong is uh, they're not persecuted in the United States because we have freedom of religion here, thankfully. And so there was a, a vegetarian restaurant I would eat at in Austin, Texas, and they were Falun Gong, and they had like just bunch of like like they have like their I don't know their principles or whatever all the place, and it's basically just like be nice and cool and stuff. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm down with that. I'm cool if you Falun Gong, whatever. I don't yeah. care. And you know, not being a Chinese person, I don't understand. I didn't have the understanding that they were like severely persecuted in China, and I don't know, have their organs harvested and shit like that. And then in Louisville, Kentucky, sometimes when I go to the park, you'll just see people doing these really slow Tai Chi kind of things, yeah. and it's Falun Gong people that are just doing their shit in, in the park in Louisville, Kentucky, all chill and shit. In Louisville, Kentucky, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, so apparently. They come from a uh, practice of a Buddha, Buddhist school, the uh, okay. Kaigong, I think is the name, how you okay. pronounce that, uh, and uh, incorporate teachings from the Taoist traditions. Uh, <laughs> they, oh. are, they are centered, centered on the moral philosophy tenets of truthfulness, compassion, and forbearance. Oh, that's the shit they would have on the walls of the vegetarian restaurant. Almost like, I guess I can't yeah. be against that. I don't know. It sounds good, pa- I guess. Patience, self-control, restraint under tolerance, under provocation. Oh, my God. These are the perfect donors, Jim. They are the perfect We need donors. their organs. <laughs> Harvest them. I guess. That's fucked up. Uh, so not only are these people being unfairly detained, but they are also having their bodily sovereignty torn apart, literally. Right. <laughs> they, they're having their organs harvested yeah. as a result of the yeah. fact that they are able to be Whoa. taken advantage of because they are already heavily stigmatized within the Chinese culture. Yes. Yeah, so the, it, within China, basically the Chinese government doesn't want anything that goes against the Chinese Communist Party. And with that, they persecute anyone that's of any religious group, whether it be the Uyghur people that like we talked about before in the Xinjiang province with their re-education yep. camps or Christian peoples. Uh, but I feel like in mainland China... The uh, Falun Gong is one of the the largest religious yeah. sects in that area, just because you know it's based on Buddhist and Taoist religions, which are religions that were already there that weren't imported from elsewhere. And so, with that, they've received a lot of persecution, and so there's lots of people that end up in jail and de- detainee centers, as this article uh, lays out. And within the article, it also say it says that people within the detainee centers aren't allowed to exchange contact information with other detainees. And so it's hypothesized that sometimes maybe when one of your your detainee buddies leaves the facility and is supposed to go back to the farm and live out their life at like all good dogs do, right? You know, those kinds of stories that maybe they're actually going somewhere else and having the organs yeah. harvested and dying as a result, but since you don't have their contact information, you can never follow right. up with them and see what happened to them in the air quotes. Yeah, they real just fucking world. disappear. 
uh, and well, I mean, disappear. They they eventually become incorporated within other human beings. Uh, yeah. You know, they go on to live better lives. Jesus Christ. <laughs> What is this, that fucking Will Smith movie, Seven Pounds or whatever? <laughs> yeah, and all these, like, uh, the Falun Gong people have to, like, sit in tubs with boxed jellyfish. That's <laughs> a spoiler alert, Jesus. y'all. <laughs> Sorry, spoiler I was supposed alert. to say that before I ruined the story. <laughs> God damn it. Eh, fuck you guys. If you haven't seen it already, it's your own damn fault. That's true. What, that come out, like, 2009? Yeah, it's fucking old. But, yeah, no Eight? excuse. It's not like if you haven't seen it yet, you're never going to see it because it's like a sad ass movie. Like, oh uh, my god, it's fucking terrible. Uh, uh, I really don't know what have anything good to I don't say. Have anything good um, to say about it. Y'all not do this. Other random factoids: China announced in 2014 that it would stop removing organs for transplantation from executed prisoners and has dis- dismissed the claims as politically motivated and untrue. Um, but uh, according to this article, many thousands of these transplants still happen every year. So oh. it would seem that it is true. Ch- and it still happens. As well as the fact that China insists it adheres to international medical standards that require organ donations to be made by consent and without any financial charges, it declined to participate in the tribunal. How convenient that they decide right. not to um, participate. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, we're definitely not doing any of this shit. Yeah, that's like bad, and y'all, you know, we wouldn't <laughs> ever do that, but you know, we're not going to take part in your tribunal either. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 fuck that. Uh, tribunal heard reports of extraction of kidneys from executed prisoners as far back as the 1970s, but most of the evidence, however, came from 2000 onwards, which is a little bit awkward. And a little little bit of a segue there, 2000 was a little while ago. Yeah, it's not that long ago. 20 years ago. Yeah. That's weird. I'd assume that the majority of our listeners are probably millennials. And we lived mm-hmm. through 2000. We lived through the, the millennial bugs and all that. that yeah, yeah, right. yeah, that was 20 years ago. It's fucking yeah. weird. Yeah, it's pretty Ooh. crazy. Yeah. So this is all very recent. And with all of this, uh, the international community, many countries are either trying to make it illegal to go to China to receive organ transplants or in the process of, such as UK, um, which has had over 40 MPs uh, back the motion to allow people to go to China in order to receive organ transplants because they realize that these organs are probably coming from people that didn't uh, willingly give them up. And then Israel, Italy, Spain, and Taiwan have already enforced such restrictions, being like, no, you can't go to China if you need a new kidney. We're sorry. We realize you need a new kidney, but you can't go there because we can't endorse this, these kinds of activities. It's just fucked up. So yeah, so this is just a clusterfuck of sadness. Uh, it's really unfortunate that any country would harvest organs from detainees. It would be equally awful if the United States took people in our prison system and harvested their organs to be sold at uh, you know highest bidder prices for people that were willing to pay for them. And as far as I know, that's not happening. So, I mean, that's good. Uh, well, 
it is good, but there's always a possibility that could occur. And as long as there's money to be made off of a market like this, there's there's going to be people who are going to break the law in order to profit. And I think that's the thing that we really need to be concerned about. Like in, in this story in particular, there is a shit ton of denial. A lot of people are claiming that they are absolutely not harvesting any organs and, and they're not harvesting organs explicitly without consent. Um you know, the forced organ removal being the key immoral factor here. Um, but it is happening. It's absolutely happening. And I'm not being conspiratorial by saying that. Like, it's, it's a simple matter of, of dollar signs, right? You know, people yeah. are recognizing that this is a lucrative business and they, right. all they need is, a group of people that they can target in order to extract these organs and then they could sell them for priceless sums of money. Like, I mean, you, how much is a kidney yeah. worth when you need one? You know, if you're, yeah. if you're exactly. dying from an illness, are you going to worry where that came from? Are you going to worry how much it costs? No, you're going to spend right. every penny you have because you recognize you need to survive and that the only way to do so if you're on a long waiting list for an organ transplant in particular is to go through black market schemes like this one, then you're going to do what it takes. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, that's, that's a sad fact of life. Like I, I'm thankful that I've never had to go through a situation like that, but I've had loved ones go through that and it's not easy, like just sitting there, you know, waiting, hoping that your name is the next to pop up on a list. Right. Like, man. Ugh. That's yeah. tough. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if I had, you know, impossible sums of money, I mean, it would hard, be hard for me not to say, like, oh, yeah, I'll just go to China and get that fixed, yeah. you know? Like, if that was an option for me, yeah. I mean, who's to say that I wouldn't do that? And just and just and just plead uh, lack of knowledge, like oh, yeah. I didn't know they were doing that. Just fucked plead up ignorance, shit. man. I totally get it. Yeah. Do you, Do you have any silver linings? <laughs> I mean, okay, I've got one, and I'm gonna try to sound as non-sarcastic as possible. <laughs> Jesus yeah, Christ. I know it's gonna be tough. The Falun Gong, in particular seem to be a very peaceful people. And I think okay. despite the fact that they are being targeted and, uh, you know, ruthlessly persecuted in this manner, that their organs going yep. on to benefit other people is <sighs> some solace. You know, if they are adhering to their tenets and their ideologies, they are helping other people and, you know, in a in a in a viscerally physical way, and I know it's against their will, but they are helping. You know, like they're the, the only people that are going to be looking into this market. You know, in, in order to attain these organs, are going to be people that that need it. You know, you don't you just you don't just randomly be like, ah, I'm gonna get a tune up. I'm gonna get a new kidney. No, it's like these are these are people that are dying. Right, these are people that have no other choice. Yeah. So, at least you know they are, you know they are dying up to their expectations. I, 
I guess I can't argue that. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose it's, other, so. other than that, it's just it's straight up dog shit. It's absolutely terrible. Ugh. You know what better to get that off of your mind than I don't know pointing a f- fucking gun at a four year old. You know, like what else is gonna get you happy again than just being like you fucking shitty four year old and just like threaten them with a deadly weapon, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Had that happen? That, that's that's. Uh... That's the only thing that I could think of that could take my mind off of pacifists having their organs forcibly removed is, uh, you know, gun violence directed towards a four-year-old. That's probably the only thing that could take it off my mind personally. Yeah, honest. almost. You know what? Uh, yeah. Especially, it's like how are you, how, how you going to one-up that sadness? It's, but it's hard to justify. So you got to paint a picture, right? Like, okay, so – Right. Yeah, like what yeah, – wait, top. right, exactly. What could a four-year-old right. do to deserve to have a gun pointed right. in their yeah, face, right? It. They obviously would have to do something really bad. Like what could a four-year-old knowingly okay. do? Okay, top top down design, right? Top down. Okay, so – okay, what top do we down. need to do? What do we need to do? Okay, so a four-year-old could possibly kill someone. Eh, that's not really likely because no. four-year-olds no. are weak and fragile. Weak as fuck. Mm-hmm. How are yeah. not going to be able like, to kill like, somebody? Like, yeah. Okay, so what – if theft, ah, they stole something. Yeah, well, they stole Yeah, but like it would have to be something really valuable, right? Like something that was worth like, like so much money that it could like never be replaced, right? Like exactly, like yeah. like let's say like you took your four year old to like a natural history museum and they stole some like priceless some valuables that bones. could never be replaced. Yeah. Okay, exactly, like um, something. But yeah, that would make sense, are right? Fucking dumb. Yeah, and they, they can't carry that shit. That yeah, shit's fucking heavy. Like, weak. those fucking priceless diamonds at the Natural yeah. History Museum, like, those are, like, 20 pounds. Four-year-old they can't weigh carry like that. 20 so what could a four-year-old carry? Uh, I don't exactly. know, like a paper doll from a dollar store? I don't... Yeah, that's what they could carry. Yeah, that's worth pointing a gun in their face over. Are you sure? Wait, no, no it's not. No! No, that's it's fucking really stupid. Not... Oh, my God. All right. Jesus. Well, oh, this is a fucked up you, story. I tell Guys, you what, we, y'all. Shit. We are going to be taking you all the way from China to Phoenix, Arizona. You got to love Phoenix. It's just like so fucking hot, but in a dry way, which everyone will, everyone will remind you of the entire it's time you're visiting. They're like, it's, it's a dry heat. heat. It's a dry it's, heat, it's, as if that makes it's, a fucking it's, difference. It's a dry heat. You get... It's 126 degrees outside. The fucking plastic trash cans outside are melting, but it's a dry heat. That's it's dry fine. Heat. You're just like fucking suffocating on your own fucking hotness. I, yeah, it sounds fucking <laughs> terrible. And it's just exacerbated by the fact that their police officers point guns at four-year-olds. Yeah, God. It's, yeah it's, it, it doesn't make it any better. Okay, so if any of you guys doubt this... Just look it up real quick. There's, there's a video on it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's, it's you know nuts. what? Uh, I didn't believe it until I watched it. Any police officers that are listening to this, I'm pretty sure by now there are not going to be a lot of police officers listening to our podcast. Know that people are That's watching okay. you. There are people that have video cameras in their pocket. And any time that you decide yeah. to do some shitty thing, they're going to pull out their goddamn video camera and they're going to record you doing it. And then – Hopefully, the law is going to be on the side of the person who you are persecuting. We would hope. 
In this particular instance, yeah. the Phoenix couple has filed a $10 million lawsuit against the city because the video showed them being shitty, pointing a gun yeah. in a four-year-old's face. It's there. You know, it's, it, it's, it's non, yeah. it is not disputable in any fashion. So, yeah. you know, that's good. That's a silver lining in and of itself. Like, the, 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 the people that were there to watch, see, and record what was happening are the people who are ultimately going to be able to deliver some form of justice for these people that were being overtly persecuted by law. Because without the video, it, it's their word against theirs, right? The, the, the story, as we've already described to you, it only makes sense if the four-year-old either A, killed somebody, or B, stole something that was so valuable that <laughs> there's no way it right. could have been replaced, right? But then when you tell the story of like, oh, they stole a doll from a dollar store, and the parents, you know, say that they weren't aware of it, right? Yeah. Like, and then you add the fact that the police officers pulled guns on them over. It's like, it's a fucking dollar store fucking doll, like that, it couldn't be worth more. Like, I mean, occasionally dollar stores like Dollar General are bullshit dollar stores that actually charge more than a dollar for some of the stuff that they have. But the doll couldn't have been worth more than five dollars. Yeah. Right? It, it, so they, they pulled modern. a gun on a, exactly. They pulled a gun on a couple and their children over like five dollars. Like that's irredeemable. There's like no way to justify right. that. Yeah. Like, at most, that deserves a stern talking to. Like, yeah. at most. Worst case scenario, stern if, talking to. But if End you watch story. this video, you not only see several large police SUVs blocking the way out of the parking lot, you also see, at minimum, five police officers that are armed to the teeth. These people have lethal yeah. weapons on their hip, as well as bulletproof vests. These are militarized police that are responding to a, 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 a an anonymous call. This wasn't even a, a call yes. that was delivered by the store itself. Oh like, God. please come help us. You know, we have no dolls left because four-year-olds are stealing <laughs> all of them. It's like, no. It's just yeah. somebody that was being a, a – a, what I can only assume a racist asshole. Like – Oh, I saw a little yes. girl steal yeah. a doll, and you know, it's like they work for that right. doll, so they ought not to have exactly. that doll. Like, right. So once again, to add an extra layer, the couple happens yeah. to be black, and their children are black as a result of that. Oh, I, and, I always, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like we we don't like we don't lead with that because we feel like it's not the most important thing about the story, right? It's it's sad that this would but happen to anybody, but then of course. Yeah, it's like unfortunately within the system that we live in, like this is this is the community that it fucking happens yeah. to. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, by the way, it just so happens, right? And and just in case if somebody I don't know for whatever reason listen to listens to this podcast, and I guess for whatever reason would like justify that if it happened to be some racial minority that did this, be like, oh, well, they're always stealing shit. They oh, deserve this, I guess. For whatever reason, Tim and I, we lead with telling you the fucking story. And it's like, oh, by the way, the couple happens to be XYZ minority. Yeah. I mean, it's... So you can paint the picture for yourself. You know, we, we want to... Yeah, we, we want to paint the picture for you guys, but we don't necessarily want to include that until <laughs> until after the fact. Like, 
this is it's it's wrong to do to any ethnicity to any type of person but it seems like this type of thing disproportionately happens to to blacks like yep it's just like like a a couple episodes ago we were talking about um fucking um uh the the, the, the granny you know like the campgrounds whatever camp of america mississippi yeah the uh the the KO gay, KO gay, KO, KO, uh, uh, you know, warden with her 44 Magnum on her hip. Yeah. yeah. It's like, as soon as they, whatever, I digress. You guys know what we're going to say. Exactly. Well, yeah, it's just like, so like you were saying bullshit that like the employees of whatever dollar store that they were at weren't even concerned or aware of it, some random asshole tipped off the police and probably gave them their license plate number like, hey, <laughs> I saw this little girl walk out with a little doll. Here's their license plate number. Go arrest their ass. And the police were like, all right, we're going to go yeah. do it now. So to, to, to paint you all a picture, um, whenever this, uh, uh, you know, this call is answered, uh, the door opens – and the little girl gets out, and as a result, this police officer has has a gun, you know, is you know it's it's out of its holster, and they're pointing it at that at that door at that person that gets out, happens to be a four year old little girl, you know, which is like if you can just take a snapshot of that particular instance, like what's going through that person's mind, like I'm I'm, I'm sure. That there's a possibility that person's worried for their safety, you know, like wh- whatever is going to come out of the, the the back of that car. It, it could be something terrible, you know. Like, what if the training videos that they showed that police officer in particular were those of a, a very graphic and violent nature? Every time somebody gets out of a back seat of a car, they have like a a 12 gauge shotgun that's going to blow their head off, or you know, something terrible. So they're pointing right. a gun at that back door, and then out comes the most frail and innocent of human beings, you know, like, I, right. Hey, they, all oh, they, they, they stole and they stole a doll, you know, right. four year olds don't necessarily understand economics and they certainly don't understand the tenets of capitalism. So I'm pretty sure right. you should cut them a goddamn break. Exactly. There's no way that you should be doing that. So as soon as that occurs, that Phoenix police officer should take that gun and put it back in its holster, but they don't do that. And that's why we're trying to loudspeaker the story. That's what's wrong with this. You know, they they, they not right. only continue to point the gun, but they take the mother, they bend her arms behind her back, and, and it's you you really should watch the video. This is um if you look up uh, – we're on NBC News. Um, four-year-old took a dollar store video. Uh, and yeah, it took dollar from store. Uh, and uh, you, you can find the video there. They bend her arms behind her back. You know, It's not, not just stereotypical like we're going to slap the cuffs on. It's like they, they cause her pain. Uh, right. Well, yeah, and the and the, the the male spouse in this scenario, like he's complying and like doing everything they're saying, 
And even though they have his arms behind his back and have him shoved up against a fucking police car, they, like, kick his fucking shins to, like, knock him down for, like, yeah. seemingly no it's, reason. It's, it's just like, what are you doing? You, like, you already have him yeah, cuffed. Like, why are you just, like... Oh. Yeah, it's just, it, it's just... Everything about it is just super excessive and stupid. Super stupid. Like, I wouldn't even expect, like, the police officers to, like, treat... Like someone who's selling crack cocaine this badly, like, and then when you add the extra layer, like their daughter took like a doll from a dollar store. It's even just more unforgivable and ridiculous. And so we have awesome, cool quotes from the officers of like, "When I tell you to do something, you fucking yep. do it." That's a good quote. I like that. Apparently, one. he repeats that several times. Yeah. Um, there is a, a footage from another. Uh, get your fucking hands up. I could have shot you in front of your fucking kids. That's a good. Oh man, like that's. That. Oh, these guys are power dude. Driven. I hope that, uh, dude. I hope that police officer has kids. I hope he's like a real good dad. I was like, yeah, he's such a good dad. He treats his wife and kids so good. He's such a good family man. I don't man. even know. I could have shot you in the face. Oh, I'm good. coming from power. So fucking good. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. These guys are ridiculous. Motherfuckers. So, Tim, uh, when we consider everything at hand here of the super awesome, amazing, happy sauce story, what's our silver lining, Huck? I did the last two. It's your turn. No, uh, yeah, but... No, I don't fucking know. Well, the silver lining is that there was somebody there to record... The story, there was someone that was in an apartment building near the scene of which this uh, crime committed by the police department happened. And so there was able to be actual footage proof of how shitty the cops handled this situation because they're a bunch of fucking cowards. And uh, don't mind, um, I don't know, arresting some parents in front of their fucking kids over nothing. And so now the parents are able to have legal action against these cops because I guess the only thing that can hold them accountable is crazy, super duper fines for their actions since uh, nothing else seems to uh, make them reconsider their actions. Yeah. I, I think, I think that you're on a, on a good point there. Um, because if there wasn't this video, then the cops would, since there was five of them there, they could just, uh, repeat what each of the other cops say and just say, nope, that didn't happen. This is what actually happened. And they could just go on their merry way and keep being a bunch of power tripping yeah. assholes. The, the idea of the idea of having police officers in general is kind of a complicated one, especially in the modern day where you see so many, dare I say, activists that wear these blue line type of symbolic, clothing and, and, and messages in their bump. Oh my you, god. You know what I'm talking about. Um, so, oh dude, I saw some really fucked up meme the yeah, other day. The, well, to, to, to finish what I'm talking about, the, okay, the, yeah. the blue line for our listeners that don't know is in support of law enforcement in, in a very, right. very general sense. It's code for bootlicker. Pretty much. It, it pretty much is. It's like I like the the way that things have been established. Therefore, I want to support the continuance of that establishment. Um, 
Not to say that police officers are not doing a damn good job. Not to say that there are not a lot of good police officers out there that risk their lives on a daily basis in order to ensure that we have a comfortable way of life uh, against individuals who would threaten that. But I think that that idea becomes a little bit too, um, dare I say, religious, and people make it into this ideological thing that it's not, where you recognize that police officers are indeed human beings that are fallible, and that fallibility leads way to issues that are going to cause institutionalized problems. You're going to experience racism. You're going to experience profiling. You're going to experience militarized violence and the increasing um, – this increasing severity of enforcement over time if you support your law enforcement to that type of uh, unjustifiable degree. You have to always keep exactly. check. No, no matter – exactly. No matter what, despite whatever they do, just like like support before like respect is you know That's earned right. or whatever. Yep. It's just like what the fuck? Like so whatever they – like they can do no wrong. Like whatever they do is the right thing regardless of the situation. Uh, even if you have you know footage evidence, it's like, oh, but we don't know what happened before this footage started being yeah. taken. It's just like Jesus Christ. But we can see everything in this video here seems really fucked up. Like, yeah, but we don't know what happened before the video. It's like, come so on, what would man. Justify? Open your goddamn eyeballs. Yeah, what eyeball. would justify that? What would justify a police officer pointing a gun at a four-year-old would justify the twisting of the mother's arms behind her back, kicking the feet out from underneath the father while he is being shoved up against a police car like what what in the world like what what if they what if they did say something nasty what if they were threatening the police officer what gives them the right to right. act that way they're fucking professionals on the job you don't do that if exactly. you're working in a restaurant if you're a waiter for example and somebody curses you at the table and says they're not going to leave a tip does that mean that you punch them in the face does, does, does that right. does that mean that it just gives you free way to do whatever the fuck you want? No, of course, because you're not an individual that has been given that type of unusual and unnatural power that police officers fucking have. It's it's different. Exactly. Like it, it's 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 one of the most unusual type of careers that you can find yourself in because yeah, you seriously. have appropriated violence. You, you have the ability to be able to execute people to pull deadly yeah. weapons on four-year-olds. <laughs> exactly. With, like, without going through the legal yeah. system. And not to mention, like, a lot of these guys are young. Like, a lot of these guys, uh, you know, I, I myself am young. Jimmy's young. Like, I don't want to be a police officer. Like, I... You know, I've considered it at certain points in my life. I, fuck, I've interviewed to be a police officer before. I wasn't ready. There's no way that someone that is my age or has my life experience should ever be a police officer. And I'm I'm approaching 30 years old. You know, that's that's not okay. Like, there's there's a fine line between being physically competent and mentally competent. You know, like you have to see some shit right. before you're able to adequately be someone who can correctly and justifiably execute the law it's or execute or human especially, beings especially especially execute human beings which 
Ah, that's an entirely different issue. Maybe we should do a, uh, hey, you know what? I digress. If you guys would like to hear us talk about capital punishment in the form of, uh, of lethal, uh, you know, I tell you what, there, there have been a couple of episodes that we've had in the back, in the past. And, uh, one in particular was about capital punishment. But if you'd like us to delve into the death penalty, let us know. It's a very sad topic, and I don't think we've had the the opportunity to delve into it in a focused sense. So, let us know what you think. There's there's some big stuff going on in the news lately uh, with, with Mr. Flowers and whatnot. Have you heard about that? No, but uh, speaking of police officers, there was that one police officer that got fired for not uh, pulling the trigger. Do you hear Whoa! About that? No, I didn't hear about that. Ooh, that was a good story. I don't know if we have time to go into it, but essentially it was an individual who had been in the armed forces. And so unlike a lot of cops that haven't seen combat, he was a lot better at recognizing like what was imminent threat and what isn't. Cause a lot of, you know, uh, cops that haven't, you know, been in the armed forces are trigger happy in the sense that they're more scared, I guess is the best way I can put it. And so this individual didn't pull the trigger on somebody that could have been theoretically a violent individual. And since he didn't pull the trigger and instantly execute this guy, the police force of which he was working under ended up firing him because they concluded that this police officer was a threat to the force since he didn't murder the dude's ass. Jesus. For for using restraint. Yeah, it's fucking cool. I can't think of the guy's name right now, but uh, that happened not like within the last couple of years. To talk about myself more, because that's what I love to do. Uh, the reason. The what? Reason why, no. The reason why I didn't get the job when I interviewed to be a police officer was because I could not quickly answer the question would i take someone's life in the line of duty i kid you not That's that was the question up. i was asked and i told them um i really don't know the context wait and that's why the they conscious. didn't hire what? you and that's why they didn't they, hire they said, you? Okay, so they literally they, – they tried to pressure me into an answer. I was being – Into saying people, yes? And they said, this is a split decision. You have to know whether or not you're willing to take someone's life in the line of duty. You do not have time to think. And I was sitting here thinking, oh my God. I'm thinking. And I – so since you weren't a bloodthirsty monster, they they didn't they wouldn't uh, hire I, you. I think it was because I wasn't willing to regurgitate the answers they wanted to hear, not necessarily because I knew in my heart that I was willing to take someone's life in the instance that they were threatening one of my one of my coworkers or or the life of an innocent. You know, it's not that simple. And if they were willing to go into that type of detail with me, then I was willing to discuss it with them, but they weren't. And that's the they issue. didn't want to look at the detail. They just wanted to look at the black and white that's, of like whether or not you right. follow are orders. You, are you willing to shoot someone if you have to? It's like if I someone mean, tells you to. I guess it's not. I don't want to Jesus. do that. Like yeah, it's 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 dumb. It's fucking dumb. What's the silver lining here, Jimmy? The silver lining, I think we already said it, is that the it was recorded okay. and that they can press God damn it. We're still talking about this. Yeah, it's it's really sad. It's hard to not talk about it. You want to know who's not killing it? What? Want to know who's not killing <laughs> it? Well, 
probably volunteer firefighters in general. I don't know. Yeah, volunteer firefighters are like police officers, but cool because they they don't pull guns on people. They don't even have. And they don't get paid. And they risk. They don't really get paid. They get paid a little bit, don't they? Don't do volunteer firefighters not get paid at all? Um, I mean that's that's a volunteer, right? Yeah, I guess you're right. Fuck, dude, that's fucked up. And they risk their lives to pull people out of homes. Unless they're this next asshole we're going to talk about who set shit on fire for the sake of, I guess, pulling people out of homes. (laughs) But because (laughs) he is an asshole and wanted to be thanked for pulling people out of home. Yeah, this guy's fucking terrible. Like, talk about, like, completing the tirade on anti-professionalism. Like, these guys... Yeah. Like, obviously, just because you're wearing a uniform and you have a badge doesn't necessarily mean you're a good person. And this guy's absolutely no exception. Injured Adam Selby! <laughs> Yay! Yeah. This guy is 20 years old, which is much too young to be in any type of legitimate profession. Yeah, it's true. I can agree to that as someone who was 20 years old and, yeah, I can agree to that. What were you doing when you were 20, Jimmy? Jesus Christ. I was oh, in yeah? College. What were you doing in college? I was uh, a residential assistant. Oh, I mean, oh, you were talking Actually, about your job. I mean, like, what did you do with the majority of your time? <laughs> I don't know if I can say... <laughs> Were you drinking a bunch and, like, I was, like, killing your liver and all that jazz? Yeah, I was dicking. I'm going to refer to that as dicking around time. I he was, was dicking. dicking. Oh. Yeah, I was dicking. Okay. Well, I mean, you could be doing worse things, I suppose. Yeah, I could be setting shit on fire. I could be an arsonist. <laughs> well, is that what someone that arsons is referred to? Oh, yeah, you're totally right. That That is an arsonist. <laughs> Fucking arsonist. <laughs> Adam Selby is an arsonist, yes. So this big bag yeah. Selby. So this guy fucking blows. Yeah. So we got uh, we got a solid twenty years. Twenty. Wait, wait, what? What? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we got a solid twenty years in prison. Shit. Wait, the twenty year old got, got 20, twenty years in prison. Twenty year old got twenty years in prison. Damn. Year, yeah, he's gonna be there for a while. His entire life he's lived. He's going to spend in prison. That's got to be intimidating. Damn, yeah, it fucking blows. Yeah, that's. I'd say that's an understatement. Yeah, it definitely blows. Uh, but that's because he set fire to homes of gymnasium and hay bales. Did he actually hurt anybody? He hurt the homes. He hurt the hay bales. He hurt the gymnasium. What the fuck? So he's getting he's getting all that time because he destroyed property. Yeah, I wish there was, this is oh, one of those stories that it, it sounds really crazy because it is, like, the title's like, volunteer firefighter sentenced to prison for arson. It's like, yeah, that's ironic and ridiculous, but I wish there would include some numbers of, like, how many dollars of property damage? Like, how much did he do? Because just based on the way they listed out here in the article, it's like 20 years. is like, I don't know, man. That seems kind of steep. Uh, that if no one died, you know. Steep. Like, I feel 20 like, years. I feel like yeah. murder. And then again, this is Indiana, and they kind of just, they're like Texas, right? They just kind of throw the book at you if you do anything wrong. Yeah. They're like, can we execute well, you, yes or no? Wrong. 
No, go to prison for the yeah, rest of your life. They're short on organ donors. Yeah, they're short on organ donors. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'll fucking throw the book at you and probably a, a couple of other things that knock you out so they can chop your goddamn kidneys yeah. out. Uh, this guy, I don't know. It's it's pretty tough to say. You obviously shouldn't just start random it's fires. True. It's but really dangerous. At the same dangerous. time, Maybe it seems like since he's a volunteer firefighter and he was doing this for the pursuit of getting the vindication of going and putting out these fires, like I don't know how long yes. these fires actually went on for, right? Like if you're if you're setting shit on fire for you know what I mean? Like if like, but you're a, you're a firefighter, so you put it out immediately. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like how how much how long do you let the shit burn before you put the fire out? Right? You go know on yeah. spawn firefighter. Like I say today, everybody, look at me. I'm amazing. You know? Like, Holy shit! This is a 20 year old prodigy. Like this guy is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like there before the fire even like starts, man. We just have like this one little yeah. like burnt scuff mark, and that's it. It's fine. It's structurally sound. This guy, you know, yeah, how's, how's that even possible? It's like he was just in the right place at the right exactly, time. Exactly, which I guess. is the only way I would assume you would get caught, right? It's like, wait a second. So yeah, how can you so perfectly be there? Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, yeah. So I it's a little uh, bit weird. Just a little bit weird that you're there. You know, like you were there every time. Like there was this weird fire that was set to this home, and then there was a fire that was set to this gymnasium, and then. And then hay bales, and you're there at all of them. Right. You're just you're too goddamn good. I don't exactly. understand. Holy shit. I just read... Okay, so apparently... Um, and here's a quote from the article. Police say Selby admitted to starting the fires and placing objects in roadways because he enjoyed responding to emergency calls. He would just place random like shit in roadways. It's like, I'm I just mean, going to put this... You know, box full of tacks on the roadway, just in case. Don't mind me. My Indiana you know, sensibilities. I'd do it. I would, I would put, you know, you take like two heavy pieces of plywood, right? And then in between that plywood, you put a pork tenderloin. Because a pork tenderloin is very hard to smush out evenly, because sometimes you want to wrap shit up in that. So you get people to run over it with their cars, and you get the perfect smush value. That's disgusting. No, no, yeah. it's good. It's really good. And then you put some other stuff in there. Put some mustard in there. You know, some little, little bit of little, little bit of mustard, and uh, a little bit of like uh, a little bit of ham. You make a little cubano. You know, a little, little cubano kind of wrap, tied up with string. You're it's a trash fun. person. No, no, it's good. It's good. You'll love it. Everybody, try it. You'll love it so much. I hate you. It would be great. I bet you do. <laughs> hey, you got a silver lining for uh, this fucker? I mean, I guess that he got caught. I mean, like, I'm not even, like, I'm not even, like, if this article is better at tracing out the, the damage he caused from his actions, like, maybe I could justify the 20 years in jail and then 12 years of probation after that. But as is, I'm just like, you know, while as ridiculous as it is that some fucking firefighter would do this stupid shit, like, I don't even know if I feel good about, like, the air quotes justice that was carried out because of it. Like, it is, yeah. like, it, it seems like it's too much. 
It's on. It's. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like if it was it's, like eight so, people died as a result of his careless actions, I'd be like, yeah, fuck this dude. Eight year, twenty years in prison. Go fuck they, yourself. They could have. They could have. I mean, like it's, it's a possibility, possibility. But the way it's like staying, it's like yeah, he like you know he like set some shit on fire, and you know he's a firefighter, so he he solved it and he put it he put the fire out, and you know he put some shit in the road, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> he like respond. He, he responded the to the emergencies, so it's like it seems like he's already done his sentence. He fixed all the wrongs he committed. I, I don't know. Oh, dude, no. If you like, for example, if you commit murder and then you turn yourself in, you don't automatically get acquitted. Yeah, because no, 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 no. That's not equivalency. Out. It would be the, it would be an equivalency if you committed murder and you somehow saved the life of the person you murdered. That that would be the equivalency because he put out the fires. <laughs> He said, so if I somehow murdered your ass, Tim, and somehow magically you're dead, but now I brought you back to life, and you're like Gucci, like there's nothing wrong with you, yep. no harm, yep. no foul, right? That's what this guy did. Oh my god, that is so perfect, Jimmy, I love you so much. <laughs> is it much. really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. He, uh, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have any, I think that's this is silver lining of itself, because like, Jimmy has perfect uh, like synonyms, like it's oh, synonyms. fucking. That's synonymous. Thank you. It's the best comparison I've ever heard okay, in my thank life. You. You're doing me too much justice. Not... All right, what? we nailed that out of the park. Uh, so Tim, with all yes. this in mind, uh, what's making you sad? Oh man, what's making me sad? I'm doing okay. Yeah, I'm doing okay. Are you just saying I'm that? Good. I, my schedule is still flippity floppity, and I'm I'm feeling a little bit nervous about a move that I got coming up, but it's gonna be all right because I'm gonna be closer That's to you, true. Jimmy. That's silver lining. Aw, thanks, man. I'm looking forward to that. Maybe we'll get to actually hang out some more often. That's right. We're gonna we're gonna do some awesome podcasts in the future where we just like sit and get smashed drunk all day, <laughs> and uh, you guys can tune in whenever you like. And listen to the mayhem that ensues. Yeah, hardcore live streaming madness. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And we'll tell you about that at a later date whenever we nail that Thanks. down. Uh, but until then, what's making you sad, So Jimmy? I don't even know this is what's making me sad, but it's a novel story, so I'm going to tell it. So this past week, uh, I was walking to my car. I work downtown in Louisville, and I have about a 10-minute walk from the place of which I work to the place of which I park in order to go to work. And during this walk, uh, walk, walk, walking, I heard someone say something to me, and, and in my head it just sounded like, and so I, it was obviously directed to me, <laughs> and so I turned around yeah. and I waved, I'm like, hey! And then I realized what I was waving to was two um, very large men in like a small sedan car. They're like both like sitting up front. <laughs> And I thought that maybe they were someone I knew, um, but I didn't yeah. realize what they said until after the fact. And so I'm waving at them and I'm making eye contact like, hey, and I'm like trying to figure out how I know them. And as I'm like looking at them, making eye contact with them, they say, you want your dick sucked? And I'm like, uh, no, 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 thank you. Uh, thank you, but no thanks. <laughs> and I walk away and I try to like put the conversation together. And the first thing they said to me that I didn't realize until after the fact was hey cute wait 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 huh? wait wait, wait, wait. You, you know, somebody offered to suck your dick and you said no they did 
I said Why? no thank you. I I was not what? interested. I was not interested. Uh, I'm, one, I'm in a committed relationship, Jimmy, and two, I'll have you even, know that feels really good. Having yeah. your dick sucked. Yeah, no, it's true. Uh, while I can't disagree <laughs> with your statements, one, <laughs> I'm in a committed relationship, and two. The person that was asking me, I did not want them to suck my dick, if you catch my Ah, uh, because it was two large men in a sedan. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that all makes sense now. And so, exactly. And so I did the polite thing. I said, no, thank you. But the, I realized after the fact, my brain put the situation together, and I realized that the first thing they had said to me was, hey, cutie. I didn't understand that Woo! at first, so I turned around and I waved to them, right? And then they said, hey, you want your dick sucked? And then I had to tell them no. So that happened. So I'm not, I'm not even sure if I'm sad about that, but it happened. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, like, I guess if I was a woman and I got catcalled all the time and it was just part of my life, it would make me sad and it'd be something worth yeah. being sad about. But I guess since, like, that's the first time it's happened in my entire life and I'm 27 years old now, I guess it's not really that sad. Oh, uh, I mean, if it, if this is the first time you're experiencing it, I'd say it's more of a novelty than anything else. Exactly. You're right. If it was like an everyday yeah, thing, sad. But, but first not, time in 27 yeah. years, it's like, okay. I've been catcalled maybe, may I say maybe once in my life, which means I've probably never been catcalled. Uh, there are a lot of people I'm sure that deal with that on a daily basis, and I would, exactly. I would so much love to hear about your experiences. Please, please, please tell us about your experiences of when you've been catcalled. If you'd like us to do an episode on, uh, I guess, sexual harassment, that's technically what that would fall into, um, yeah. we'll do it. You just need to let us know. You know, we'd love to talk about that type of thing. It's very sad. It'd be very difficult for us to find silver linings, but even so, you know, Jimmy and I like a challenge. So where exactly could they find us if they wanted to tell us about these types of terrible things, Jimmy? All right. If you were wishing to get in contact with us to let us know about your awful, super sad sexual harassment <laughs> stories, you can do so by emailing us at cynicempowerment at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you there. You can also tweet at us at Twitter at cynicempowerme1 on the Twitters, and you can also like us on Facebook and send us a message through there. We would love to hear from you. It would mean a lot to us. And thank you so much for listening to this episode. Yes, thank you so much. We love you. And until next time, we hope that you can keep your head up. We will catch you next time. That's right. Don't, don't take someone's organs unwillingly just keep your head up and like refrain from pointing a gun at a yeah. four-year-old and or forcefully stealing unless they organs. turn the other cheek and they're super pacifist and in that case while they have their cheek turned you should probably steal a lung or two just in case you have like a smoking addiction or something and you need a lung in the future that, yeah if you reasonable. need them or maybe if your bank account is a little bit low in the numbers department. 
someone on this planet That's right. is alone. And then you can take that lung and you can sell it to them via the free market. This magical concept that allows you to oh make money God. from the flesh. I'm so over the concept Beautiful. of Selling lungs for money. Capitalism for you. You beautiful merchants of lung salesmanship. Uh, yeah, I haven't cooked anything, so um, I like the cheesy gordita crunch. Um... It's just a cheese burrito. It's literally a tortilla with cheese inside of it.